This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 68. Ugh, I'm so bored. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. All right. Well, we're talking about boredom, I guess. Yes. Like adult boredom or <laughs> kid boredom? <laughs> well, I guess if you don't know how to be bored as a kid, you really may not know how to be bored as an adult, right? Hmm. It's interesting to think back to us as kids without iPads. I mean, I had a Game Boy and a Game Gear and different toys like that, game systems like that, but I wasn't allowed to play with it all the time. And I remember this time where I would literally with my friends, because after my parents uh, had choir practice before church, after church, and it was just like, it was all day we were there. Right. My friends and I would literally just imagine bad guys and we would just, you know, I was a Trekkie. So we played a lot of (laughs) role play, Star Trek kind of stuff. And when girls girls were there and they wanted to play with us, we had to play house and, you know, but we were like the bad guys, right? (laughs) So literally we would just yeah do all this stuff and i still remember even like the parents my friend and i would be in the car while our parents are going shopping and we would just be in the back of the car we we're like what 10 12 years old mm-hmm. and we would just literally be looking out the window and role-playing all of this stuff and i wonder if that's because one of the things that i do with Macarius is i he has a superhero character Macarius never forgets <laughs> He came up with the name himself. And my name is Daddy Never Forgets. (laughs) And literally, I'll just go on, on and on and on with just different stories. And I wonder if that's where it all stemmed from. Boredom. Very much so, right? So we're exercising that part of the brain. So if y'all are like us, we are in full-blown summer mode. If you're (laughs) American, I guess. If you're in Canada, you're probably counting down the weeks or the days until summer's here. So on a usual summer day, you may hear these famous words. I'm bored. Yeah. (laughs) Can I watch iPad? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Can we turn it on the TV? And by now you might be starting to pull your hair out or starting to wonder, oh my goodness, how am I going to keep these kids entertained for eight plus weeks? And maybe also teachers should be paid a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can we do like an all year round school? Yes, exactly. Because camps and getaways and all that stuff can be pricey. No, don't get us wrong. We are all for you know, planning. I have my summer schedule and we want to do fun getaways and camps and special events to create memories. But we also know the importance of kids being bored. Yeah. So what we're wanting to talk to you about today is the importance of kids needing to be bored. That is one thing for kids to feel bored and just go to the easiest thing, which is to turn on the TV or, or veg out or whatever that is. But there's actually a flip side to boredom. So we talked briefly about this in episode 62, Parenting in our Digital Age. Do you remember, Daniel, what's on the other side of boredom? Creativity. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The brain fireworks. So research shows that the number one benefit of children experiencing periods of boredom is that it develops their innate ability to be creative. 
So lack of things to do can encourage kids to try new activities that they usually would not, like learning a new skill. Our kids love to sew or to bake cakes or to do even an interesting do-it-yourself project. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I know when I'm working from home or when it was those Saturdays, those long Saturdays when I'd be writing in the mornings and you would be sleeping in and getting your rest because school starts way too early. Here. I totally agree. <laughs> right. When during those days, a lot of times the kids would just immediately wake up and be like, can I watch an iPad or can I watch? And and sometimes I just wanted to get them out because I wanted to write. And I was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And and I remember you telling me you're like, you know, you don't always have to say yes. They They're can really be good at playing. Great. Yeah. Yes. So I remember certain days where I would be like, no, actually find something else to do. And they were like, oh, I don't know. And But eventually I would just take my earphones off and hear them playing and they're doing things. And I mean, recently, Victoria, I mean, she made like this little tiny miniature home. Like literally, like she's just out of cardboard. Yeah, right. Like and it tape was incredible. Yeah, of that. it was incredible, and it just she had so much fun doing it. Right, and I remember a time waking up and seeing Adeline. She had made a pinata. Yeah, that's right. Complete pinata. Like it was legit good. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then actually afterwards, when it dried and everything, they tied a string to it and invited friends over. Yeah, they filled, filled it, it with their candy. Yes, and our candy too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then they had a candy fest outside and let their all their friends they even made the little like hitting stick and they got like fabric to tie around their yeah. eyes for a blindfold and they had a grand old time. They yeah. put it on for their neighborhood friends. Yeah, no kidding. So research shows that constructive boredom, right? So that that's what we really want to talk about today. Not just kind of lazy boredom, but the boredom that leads to creativity. Mm-hmm. Constructive boredom in children is actually essential to their mental and emotional development. And we know this, right? I mean, we've talked about screen time and we're not anti any of that. But what ends up happening is, yes, it's games. Yes, it's this or that. But it actually is very passive. It's very passive. And what boredom can do is it can actually lead to active energy and creation and development which can really serve them for the rest of their lives completely and i want to underline again the word constructive boredom because i think sometimes if we just let our kids just be bored and they're not used to being bored they can become maybe a little bit destructive yeah so if you're like oh how did you get your kids to think about making cardboard people or how did you (laughs) how did you even how does he how do they even need know how to make a pinata like you know it's just if you if you're wondering that they didn't just wake up one day and get there there are ways that we nurtured that in them i mean obviously it it takes time right it takes time to form a new habit so we wanted to give you ways to know how to do that so let's start with the first one genius hour so i came across this idea one day when i was researching more about self-directed learning Our kids, I feel like, are passionate about so many things, but within the classroom, we don't homeschool, so we send them to public school. They obviously have to do the work that the teacher needs them to do. So I wanted to create a time and a space in our own home where they could study and learn what they wanted. Yeah, what was that phrase you printed on a piece of paper and you stuck it on our pantry door so that they could see in the kitchen nook? It says, you are a genius. The world needs your contribution. I love that. Essentially, the Genius Hour gives kids the opportunity to look at the big wide world around them and explore their unique interests in a loosely structured but supported way. Okay. So your kids are in control of learning. They get to choose what they want to learn more about. 
how they're going to study it and what they will produce or create as a result of the information they found. Okay, so let's talk about a time where uh, it successfully, we, we helped them successfully and a time where we have not helped them successfully. <laughs> That's in this. great. I love that. Right. So I think the time that we have not successfully helped them is they wanted to create a website. Right. So they were interested in pandas. And I mean, our eldest loves pandas or I mean, both our kids love pandas. And mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, yeah, we're researching pandas and they're researching and learning and writing it all down. And they're like, we want to create a website about pandas. Daddy, can you help me? And I was like, OK, I mean, I've created a bunch of websites and I was like, I don't mind doing that. But you need to know what you're going to write on the website. Like, I don't want to just create it and then just sit there waiting for you <laughs> to tell me what to write. Right. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, just plan out what do you want to write on each page and then I'll make it for you. Never happened. <laughs> no, because I think it was they had the idea and then it was like, you have to do this. And then they're like, Neh. yeah. So I wonder on the flip side, if I could have just helped them create a basic one and if that would have maybe fueled and they would have seen, oh, so that's what it looks like. OK, let's write that. But I think part of it was I was just really busy and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to create <laughs> yeah. Can't you think of something else? Yes, exactly. Which they did. <laughs> So a time where it was successful was our daughters really wanted to learn more about Korea since they are half Korean. Mm -hmm. They decided together that they wanted to create a Bristol board of information. You know, the one that like folds out for science projects about Korea in a fun way. They decided to include information like how to write some Korean words, what the Korean currency looks like, what Koreans eat for snacks and so on. I loved it because it was actually when your parents were visiting and they were born in Korea and spent a majority of their life there as well so they were able to ask for stories and firsthand experience of what it's like to live in korea yeah so it was neat to see the grandparents interact with the kids and talk to them about korea i know my mom and dad loved talking about korea to them and teaching them some basic korean as well so and they're like oh dad do you have any money you have any korean money and i was like yeah sure here you go and they're like a thousand dollars and i was like no, 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 no yeah it's a thousand one right one is the curse and they're like what one what i don't understand what that means and i was like no like it's dollars here it's one over there and a thousand one is a dollar here and they're like what and i was like yeah well there's this thing called inflation and <laughs> the international you know the imf came in and you know and they were like what are you talking about i was like yeah, okay a thousand one equals one dollar so that's it's just one dollar <laughs> right so the only thing we did was provide the bristol board and the currency and you know a little bit of background history mm-hmm. about that and then they were busy literally for days planning what to put on this and then executing it yeah they're so proud of the bristle board that they had. <laughs> and in case you didn't know, we're actually moving back to Canada. And so we've been asking the kids, what are the things that you want to give away or to recycle? And what are the things you want to bring back to Edmonton? And that's actually one of the things they're like, no, mommy, this is so precious. We want to keep this forever. Oh, really? And I was like, yeah, okay. of course. Okay. I was wondering where that went. It's in storage right now okay, because okay. our house is for sale and has to look like nobody <laughs> lives here. Yes. <laughs> and on a future episode, we'll get into... The background and our story of how we discerned and, and made the decision and all that. But back to the genius hour. There really aren't many hard or fast rules to this genius hour. For us, we just require that the kids actually produce or create something out of their research. 
Yeah, so for younger kids, once again, and even for older ones, I mean, there's this idea of direction, right? Especially if they've, uh, depending on the school system that they're in, and, and maybe creativity hasn't been fostered as much as you would want them to, uh, regardless of their age, it's always helpful to help them a little bit in this area. So for our youngest, Makaris, it could just be building the tallest tower, right? And then being like, okay, how are you going to build a tall tower? And letting him figure out, okay, oh, I want blocks or I want to build it out of books or I want to do it with this. And is it going to be sturdier with Duplo or with Jenga or with this foundation or with that foundation? And so just being able to explore and discover and not just tell them, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. Triangles always, you know, (laughs) it's just letting them explore and then guiding them along the way. And then letting them knock it down after too, right? Oh, (laughs) of course. That's probably his favorite part. (laughs) Of course. Even I still like knocking things down. (laughs) The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. So what's number two, Daniel? All right. It's a summer bucket list, right? So we started with a genius hour and, and it being summer, what is that bucket list? And and for those of you who are listening to this, maybe not on the same month or week that it comes up, maybe it's spring or it's winter or it's another season. Well, once again, you can kind of switch that out. And, and what is the bucket list for the season that you're in? This is something that we've really enjoyed doing with the kids in every season. So I think you're exactly right, Daniel. For example... I can think of some things that we've had parameters around. So Mm. yes, you get to create this epic bucket list for a dream vacation. We've Mm. done that before. And then if we're just wanting to do something where it's a little bit on a smaller scale because we're not made of millions of dollars, we've asked them, think of ideas that won't cost us money. Yeah, like a slip and slide party, right? I mean, they can invite their friends over and maybe you don't have an actual slip and slide, but you probably have a tarp or you probably have a lot of garbage bags. And, <laughs> garbage uh, bags. Hey, no, yeah, yeah. And you get you a, try. you get a hose on it. Yeah. I mean, as long as you have a little bit of a hill, get a hose on it. There you go. Some soap. Just lingo wild. There you go. <laughs> We've also seen where people will cut up cardboard boxes and then oh, it'll yeah. be like a little seat and they'll go like sledding down their hill on yeah, grass. That works very, as yeah, well, right? It's a southern thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Canada too, if you're missing, you know, yeah. all the snow in your sled, you can just use a cardboard yeah, I box. Think, I think there's a reason Canadians don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. For sure. We'll find out soon. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is they could start their own business, right? So it's like, oh, hey, can we buy this or can I buy that? It's like, okay, sure. How much money do you need? Okay, well, you, what, what can you do to make that money? So a genius idea that our kids had right, that they haven't employed yet was they wanted to buy a candy floss, like a candy floss machine. What's the other word for candy floss? (laughs) Who calls it candy floss? Is it Americans or Canadians or what? Mm, I don't know. British people maybe? I'm I'm pretty bad at words. (laughs) Word combinations. Was it fairy floss? There's something wrong with my brain. I can't. 
dropped on his head as yes. a kid. Yeah, no, I flew <laughs> off the table because I was supposed to be Superman and it didn't work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So legitimately, they wanted to buy this. And we we're like, what are you talking about? And in our minds, we're like, it's just because you're going to eat it. You know, we don't want you to eat cotton candy and all that. And, and they're like, no, because... You know, our, the parade in our town, there are these people that walk around and sell them for $5 a pop. And we're like, oh, okay, well, how much is a cotton candy machine? $30? Are you serious? And it's just, this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they want to do. Yeah. They want to open up their own cotton candy store. Yeah, and they have an entrepreneurship book. So it's they're coming up with the name of their company and they're doing all these things. So it's it's neat to see them think that way. It's taking the lemonade stand to the next oh, level. Yeah. Another thing you can do in the summer is you could be a tourist in your own city. For example, our daughter really wants us to go to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. We personally do not really want to do yeah. that because we're not the biggest country music fans. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Even though we've been in Nashville for four and a half years. <laughs> exactly. Just did not rub it mm-hmm. off, rub off us. But she wants to be the tour guide. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. I mean, for her to, with pride, kind of take us through and be like, oh, look at this and take a look at that. So, I mean, it also helps for our Nashville listeners that if you're a resident, Kids are actually free, right? Exactly. So we've talked about the first idea, which is genius hour. The second one is create a summer bucket list with parameters. And what's the third one, Daniel? Invitations to play or create. Hmm. You need an invitation to play? <laughs> I don't get it. What do you mean? I write up this invitation for you. <laughs> and you, and you? Yes. <laughs> no, this is just kind of a simple way for you to spark your child's interest by setting up their toys and in new and different ways and inviting them in, right? So it can be as simple as, let's say, setting up a tea set outside on the deck instead of the kitchen table, right? Or leaving boxes and materials out for them to create a fort. I mean, literally the hours that they have spent creating forts. I mean, it's creativity to the max. Completely. A few times that we've just bought some articles of furniture that have come in these huge boxes yeah, and yeah, yeah. we have just put them out in the garage, backed out the car because we actually park in the garage, but we're like, hey, y'all, go to town. Oh, Get they, your paints yeah. and your and Sharpies. Like inviting and, neighbors over yeah. and they're like, oh, I want to do this and paint this and, and yeah. cut this and do that and they loved it. Yeah, I mean, we even have a recycling bin full of recyclables, right? So this is not our household recycling bin. This is a kid recycling bin that they have where they're able to put egg cartons or obviously to a max. I mean, sometimes it gets a little crazy. That's why we actually have this little bin. It has to fit inside there. When it starts to overflow, we actually dump everything out and they start again because it was getting insane. Apparently our kids really enjoy collecting recyclables. (laughs) Many times it's like, don't throw that away. What did you do? Well, and they've actually asked our neighbors because we don't drink a lot of pop. Yeah. And so they're like, do you have any two liter pop bottles that yeah. we could have? And the neighbor's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So packaging materials as well from Amazon and construction paper, string, just anything. I mean, even the little paint samples at Home Depot. 
<laughs> oh, they love those yeah, so yeah. much. <laughs> it's like, mommy, can I come with you to Home Depot so I can grab some? Hey, like, you know, okay. I, I liked grabbing those as a kid, too. I don't know what it is. It just must be all the colors yeah. organized in a very visual way. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, another thing that they've had, and this has been really, it's been a big blessing for us, uh, are these things called Kiwi Crates. So if you haven't heard of them before, they're subscription boxes that help the kids explore different learning opportunities and avenues. Yeah, and there are different types of themes of Kiwi Crates. And the neat thing is we've bought, um, you know, half a year for them or a year for them. Parents have bought. They're like, hey, well, can we buy the kids? And they're like, well, actually, they really love creating things. And I mean, they have a lot of toys and they don't need any more clothes. And I mean... Can you buy them an experience or, I mean, these Kiwi crates they've loved in the past. So it's been neat to see this. I mean, I mean, literally, it's the excitement of getting mail, right? Addressed to them yes. as well. <laughs> if you sign up for a monthly subscription, the company sends a creative box to your door every month. Our kids have had boxes like art and science and STEM one of the newest ones that we got for our middle daughter because she loves the world is a geography and culture one to learn about the world around her. Yeah, so I remember when she was doing France and it was really cool for her. I mean, she is just so engrossed. It's, it's. I mean, the other kids might be watching TV and she just goes see what's on. She's like, nope, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so she goes back and literally there's just, it's the cutest thing. It's like this little, it's this person on a bike, right? And it's on a string. And then she pulls the string up one way or the other. And the person in the bike, it's kind of like this unicycle, will actually, you know, cycle all the way to the other side. So she oh, can make them go cool. back and forth, back and forth. And it's just for every country that she's getting, it's just she's learning about. I mean, there's a little bit of a pamphlet where she learns about the country and she's telling us like, did you know this about France? Did you know this and this? And, and there's usually a couple activities for her to do. So it's just been really cool for them to learn creatively right uh because sometimes by doing because sometimes you know reading an encyclopedia about a country might not be as fun <laughs> and one of the things that i love because our kids are so interested in cooking is that every box for this geography one comes with a different recipe about that country yeah, yeah. So that's so cool. I mean, the the cool thing about the Kiwi crates is that they have boxes catered from uh, four three year olds all the way to teens. So Kiwi Co is created to celebrate kids' natural creativity and curiosity while helping parents who want to bring enriching experiences to their children, but maybe they don't necessarily know how or have the creativity to even put it together. So to wrap up our podcast, we've really talked about this idea of constructive creativity right? Of um, just being very intentional with your kids. I mean, that's something that we talk about a lot on the podcast, the idea of being intentional. And we've given you ideas like Genius Hour and the Summer Bucket List and also invitations to play or create. But if you're like Christina and I, and you've, you're kind of listening to this podcast on the run, you're probably like, oh, but what's an easy way to begin? Right, because sometimes that getting over that inertia just to get started is the biggest Seems hurdle. Seems too overwhelming, and yeah. they're like, "Never mind." Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, but I need to print this, or I need to Google Genius Hour, I need to do this." So I need to look on Pinterest, <laughs> and then that's a deep dark hole, right? Yeah, so that's why we really want to encourage you to check out Kiwi Crates, and this is something that we've stumbled upon a couple of years ago, and mm -hmm. and we've bought for our kids, and and grandparents have bought for our kids as well, and it's just been so neat to see 
the creativity come, I mean, them come alive whenever they get that box. I mean, even to the point where Macarius is like, when can I get my boxes? And we were like, that means you're not getting Transformers. You're getting this and that. And he's like, oh, okay, Maybe okay, Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit different, right? right? So in light of all that, uh, we actually reached out to Kiwi Crates because we've just loved them so much for the last couple of years. And, and they've actually given us a 30% coupon that we can share with you. So we want to encourage you to go to inbetween.org slash episode 68, and we'll actually have a banner there and all throughout the site as well, just to give you an easy way to get 30% off your entire order. Y'all, we honestly wouldn't share anything with y'all that we don't believe in ourselves or haven't used ourselves. So this is something that we were just like, we need to let more people know about this, yeah, because especially because literally in the summer. We have boxes and boxes. Completely. Of these. Completely. And has just been such an asset to our kids learning their creativity and even to our whole family about trying new things. Yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot by the kids doing them as well. And it's been neat to come alongside them and be like, oh, what did you get this month? And it's a way to engage them in conversation as well. So it's really been a, a really easy way to help our kids explore, to develop, to learn, and to constructively be bored <laughs> and be creative as a result. So just be sure to go to inbetween.org slash episode 68 and we'll have the banner there and an easy way for you to get 30% off. All right. So next week, what are we going to be talking about? On episode 69, we are going to be interviewing Lauren Gray about the Enneagram and conflict resolution. Okay. So this, y'all, are this is going to be amazing. Yeah. She has been coaching us as a couple coaching slash some days it's counseling really. <laughs> we've like, been through a lot yes. so i was like thank you lauren <laughs> yes. for your words of wisdom yeah, and just keep asking questions amazing yes <laughs> yeah even okay really funny story even on my other podcast mm -hmm. that i was doing today the new churches one with ed we were talking about the enneagram and i was like he was like i think i'm a nine and i'm like you are not <laughs> a nine. like legit i was like you are no there's Way. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so yeah. good. So the Enneagram has just been a great tool and, and we had Drew Mosier on and, and that's had a lot of traction. I know a lot of you wanted more information about the Enneagram. So we're interviewing Lauren. It's going to be two parts and she is our Enneagram coach. I mean, she's been teaching us and guiding us and helping us learn all about this. So we're going to be talking about Enneagram and conflict resolution. So thanks again for listening in. And if you have a friend that's come to mind as you've listened to this podcast, share the episode with them, maybe even share the link for the Kiwi Crates as well. And we'd love to hear feedback as to how the Kiwi Crates are going and, and how your summers are going in helping your kids become bored. All right, we'll catch you guys next week.